As we turn within, we touch the stillness, recognizing that there is only one. And this one is omniscient, the all-knowingness is the essence of spirit. Knowing that spirit expresses as all its creation, I know that spirit expresses as us. And we utilize that wisdom of spirit as we go about our day. In each moment as we choose the highest and best. Knowing that today we each receive that wisdom. Knowing that today we <laughs> I think we needed to hear that twice just so it really sunk in. <laughs> that full availability of the knowledge and wisdom of spirit is always at hand. And as we each receive that, we are able to become and fulfill the highest expression of our uniqueness that only we can do in this world. Knowing that this day and this service is blessed and that each one here is a blessing to us. I release my word knowing that the power and action of the law is simply compelled to correspond and expresses exactly what we put into it. It is done. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Cherie. Thank you. Well, our small but mighty group today, <laughs> we're going to call in and share ourselves and our prayers and our songs and our dancing with all of our beloveds who are out there getting their last summer adventures yeah. in. So here we go. Sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. Everything's possible through prayer. Welcome to the mystic heart. Make up for all those people out on the beach. <laughs> 
to be, we are love, we are one, one big family, yeah, 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 let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground, let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground, let us make a joyful sound, yeah. up with that real quick before we start our conversation. <laughs> everybody, everybody sing, sing, sing our prayers for freedom. Everybody sing, sing, sing our prayers for freedom. Everybody sing, sing, sing our prayers for freedom. Sing our prayers for freedom for the world. Sing our prayers for Everybody sing, sing, sing our prayers for freedom. Everybody sing, sing, sing our prayers for freedom. prayers, we speak our prayers, we walk our prayers, we dance our prayers. So welcome to Mystic Heart. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director here. And I just want to welcome you home to our community and welcome you home to your own Mystic Heart because that's really where all of your answers are. So joining our voices through singing and chanting, just it always just feels good, at, at least to me. Um, it raises the vibration and it brings a sense of oneness, you know, it, it connects us. So we begin our time together each week taking a moment to acknowledge our oneness, not just with one another, but with the global community. So I invite you to join me in using the mind's eye to envision a web of consciousness, a field of awareness that infuses and encompasses the entire planet. Each one of us is a brilliant, brilliant light in that web. So feel that light shining from within you, radiating, until it just reaches out beyond your physical form and enmeshes with the light coming from every other being. That light is shining in every creature, every plant, every rock, every grain of sand on that beach, 
Every drop of water is infused with spiritual light, spirit's light. The heavenly bodies of all kinds, expressions of the divine. And finally, the cosmos, the entire cosmos, just radiating with spirit's light. So take a moment to feel how that light that you are is enmeshed with the light of all else, all of creation, with the light of all beings. And so sensing our oneness, we acknowledge our responsibility to one another as human family and to the earth as caretakers. Whether you choose to share your thoughts as we join in conscious conversation or whether you choose to close your eyes and just take in the wisdom as it comes from whatever direction it's spoken, we're going to jump in today and we're going to look at a question that I've been thinking a lot about. Where do we go from here? We have spent this month looking at a variety of ways of, of looking at freedom, spiritual freedom, that freedom that's inherent, that's part of our factory equipment. We are free beings. But we forget that we're free beings. We become convinced. And so we've been looking at a lot of ways to remember, to bring our awareness back to our own inherent freedom. So once we're at the end of this month looking at freedom, where do we go from here? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Here I am. What's next? Where do I go from here? I think it's just me. <laughs> no. no? <laughs> okay, good. I feel better now. <laughs> So I, I actually had a brief experience of this as I sat down to, to prepare for today. I'm looking, because I prepared last month with the topics for, for this month, just putting the topics out there. And I thought, what was I planning to talk about? <laughs> Where do I go from here? <laughs> so is there a particular area in your life that at this point in time you're looking at that question? Where do I go from here? Anybody have anything they'd like to throw out there? It's harder and smaller. Well, for me, this very much feels like a threshold to time in my life. Uh -huh. Some events that have been happening kind of thick and fast, and that's all kind of behind me a little bit. And it's kind of looking out and expanding my horizon past the immediate and looking a little further and a little broader and what else is out there, which is partly why I'm here. Right. This morning, what brought me to, to find this place, which I feel very blessed by. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, so once the particulars are handled, you know, we, we know where we live and we know our basic needs are met and things are, then what's, what's beyond that? What's next? So in uncertain times, where do we tend to look for our answers? 
In all the wrong places. <laughs> in all the wrong places. That's a country song. So it is. Our <laughs> answers in all the wrong places. So what are some of those that you deem the wrong places? CNN. CNN. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our political leaders. Okay, so we look to political leaders. Current events in general. Current events. So much what I call jangle in the world. Uh, like an onslaught yeah. coming in from all sides with the mundane rather than the spiritual. Yeah. Yes. So we're looking outside of ourselves. It's out there somewhere. My answers must be out there somewhere if I just dig deep enough or look in enough directions. I find that there are primarily two places that I go when I'm looking for answers. One is my brain, and one is my heart. And they're very different places. Mm -hmm. My brain, my intellect, my capabilities for analyzing, which are important. They're important. But my heart, that's where my intuition and my felt sense of what's right lives. Unfortunately, I usually go to the brain first. I don't know if anybody else has that tendency. And then down the rabbit trail I go, looking for all my answers. Anybody else have that experience? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's our default setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, your ego thinks, I've got the answer. I've got the answer. <laughs> I know the answer. What does your brain do? When you go into that, that brain, that ego place, chases its tail. <laughs> chases its tail. <laughs> It analyzes, protects, protects. Yeah. It's all about taking care of you. Right, yeah. taking care of you. It looks for what's wrong. It looks for what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. It researches. It gets <laughs> the facts. Anybody in here a fact finder? <laughs> yeah. Look, this scientist said this. This one said this. Wait. They're in direct opposition to one another. Must and they be true. Both, they must be true. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's the alternative truth. Yeah. Oh, alternative <laughs> facts. <laughs> alternative facts. So your brain's looking for the black and white, right? The guarantee, the one right perfect answer. It wants to see the perfect answer, the perfect direction. No risk. Your brain doesn't want any risk. It wants no, you know, no mistakes. Black, white, I figured it out, the scientists backed me, got it. That's the direction to go. I can stop thinking now. I can stop thinking now. <laughs> Ooh. What's the problem with this method? Yeah, uh, we tend to believe our thoughts. Tend to believe our thoughts? Mm-hmm. It's very trial and error oriented. Trial and error oriented. It can take a long time, right? We can get caught up and go round and round and round. And maybe sometimes even land nowhere. Oh, I was just thinking it's really easy to do all that research, come up with an answer and think you've got it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then come back ten, uh, 10 minutes later and, oh, but there's this other answer. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you think you have it all figured out. Right. But I don't think you ever really do. Oh. <laughs> Brain doesn't like that. <laughs> no, ego doesn't like that. 
So what might be a better way to approach the questions that we have? Go within. Okay, go within. Pray. Pray. Just become quiet. Ask internally and listen. Do you think that if you're 100% honest with yourself, any question you ask yourself, do you think your heart, your body, your being might already know the answer? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But we're not taught how to do that, right? We're brought up in a society where we're tossed into classrooms at very young ages and we're taught to listen to someone else bestow the wisdom upon us and we're taught to analyze and research and we're not taught to get still, to go within, to focus on our heart center and to listen for what is trying to come through. It's just not something we're taught. So I'm skimming real quick because we've, what happens in this is I have things I want to be sure that come up, but if they come up from all of your wisdom out there, then I can skim right past them. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So I'm facing this question right now where Mystic Heart is concerned. Where do we go from here? So we started roughly three years ago, a little over three years ago with our first book study. We've moved through a lot of stages and, and we actually do have quite a few members of all kinds of ages. Doesn't look that way today. And we're doing well, we're, we're thriving. But there's always this idea of, so what's next? As a, as a pastor, as a director, it's my role to listen for a vision and to engage the support of others in the fulfillment of a vision. But the vision, especially when you're an independent nonprofit, which we are, we're not affiliated with anybody, we can change and shift and evolve in any way that our members and friends you know, want it to, need it to. The tricky part is that a true vision is a divine idea that seeks to come through a particular person or group of people. It's not, in my case, what Reverend Diana's ego would like to see happen. That's what it's not. Not telling you I don't get caught up in that. I, I do. I'm going to tell you a story real quick about that recently. I'm going to put my vulnerability out there a little bit. So some of you might be aware of part of this story. I'm going to tell it in the third person, as though Reverend Diana is a character in the story, because she is. So over three years ago, just she's before... She's a character. She's a character. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Amen. She is. Yay. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> Over three years ago, just before we became a religious nonprofit, Reverend Diana drove by a building that she thought would make a perfect church. She had never been inside the building, and it appeared to be occupied, but the outside appearance and the grounds were perfect. Of course, Mystic Heart was nowhere near ready for a building of that size, 
So our beloved community moved into Suite H next door. As time went on, Reverend Diana just could not get that building out of her mind. She drove past it often, she stopped the car, she prayed, she claimed it. She knew that at some point this was going to be the church. The, the gathering place is actually what, what came through. So <laughs> she even got out and tried to look in the windows, but she never could. <laughs> Secretly, she prayed that this very building would become available. Fast forward over three years. The building became available. Reverend Diana got excited and called the realtor to get an appointment to see the inside. Despite the monthly cost, which is more than Mystic Heart can sustain at the moment, and the fact that a lot of expensive work would need to be done to make it fit, to make it fit, <laughs> she took Chris to see the building. Then she took the leadership team and the lead volunteers to see the building. She was so excited. I want to warn you, this is not a tale of how Mystic Heart Spiritual Center will be moving into that building in the coming year. <laughs> At least not in the coming year. God only knows what the plan is down the road. But it is a tale about being careful what we give our attention to because it will manifest in our experience. It will manifest in our experience. So here's the lesson. Anything we give focused attention to, especially when we empower it with our emotion, our passion, our feeling, it's very likely to come about. Very likely. There's nothing magic about it. Quantum physics now speaks to this idea. Ancient wisdom also indicates that our outcomes are influenced by our expectations. Hi, come on in. So here's the trick. Hi. Is the thing I'm focused on bringing into experience, is it inspired of God or is it something that my brain has built a case for? That's always the trick. Is this divine vision or is this my ego wanting something to happen? Is it ego driven? This is critical because if it's divinely guided, the pieces are going to fall in place almost as if by magic. Now, there's always going to be effort involved. I'm not saying that there's no effort. We all, to move in here, you know, we did a lot of work in here to turn it from a very dingy, gray, dirty office space into a beautiful sanctuary. But the work, the effort is graceful and it's easy and it comes together easily. Well, there won't be any struggle. If it's a divine idea in the mind of spirit, there won't be any struggle. If my prayer is ego-driven, I will have to manipulate things to make it happen. Okay, so I have to, I have to manipulate to make things happen. So I share this to dispel a myth. 
that if we pray for something specific and we get what we pray for, it must be divine will. Can't we easily go to that place? We've been praying for it. It happened. It must be divine will. It must be in the cards, in the stars, however you want to look at it. We're simply making use of a spiritual law, focusing our attention and our emotion, our feeling, on an outcome. And we're watching our desire come into form. It's, it's a spiritual law, a natural law. It doesn't mean also that we're going to like the outcome. Sometimes we focus on something that we imagine is going to be the most wonderful thing. I've done this with relationships. Well, if any of you have, <laughs> just saying. Not this one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Past relationships. Nice yes. <laughs> but it doesn't mean we're going to like the outcome necessarily, or that it is the right thing. I mean, it's the right thing in one way. It might guide us on to something else. But it doesn't mean we're going to like it. Sometimes the right and perfect outcome that's the best thing for us in our lives, we're not going to like. We often don't want to face some of those best things. So have you ever wanted something and gotten it and then found out that it wasn't what you thought it was going to be? Anybody want to share any of that? With little detail. <laughs> don't have to. Well, it happens with jobs. Happens with jobs. I just had this job would be perfect, and then you get there, and right? That's not worth it. <laughs> right. So that jobs can look really good from a distance. Relationship. Mm. Okay, relationship. This awesome guy. Uh huh. I was lucky to get out alive, literally. Yeah. I've actually had one of those too. <laughs> I've, yeah. had, I've had one where it's sort of in reverse. Mm -hmm. I was helping some friends um, unload a storage unit yesterday as they prepare to move from this community to Grass Valley. Mm -hmm. And um, and they've been here for, I don't know, a year or two and they feel led to move on and, and afterward I was thinking about wow I've lived in Reading for 40 years now what does that mean about <laughs> me <laughs> am I stuck in a place why Grass Valley's a nice community why don't I want to move there why don't I want to yeah why why am I here you know uh -huh. and and am I consciously deciding to be here or is it just convenient or right so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it can come about the other way. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here 30 years now, so good questions to ask. Yeah. We often hear those questions in the summer in Reading. Yes, we do. <laughs> Why do I live yeah. here again? Oh, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, especially last Thursday and Friday. Yes. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You just read my mind. I was thinking about that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, you just might get it. Yes. So my suggestion is that we go within first, that we go to spirit first. We go to our, whatever you call that, that divine knowing, that inner wisdom, 
that flows through us because we all have it. It's all it's always there. Listen for what your heart knows is true. When I ask myself that question, why am I here in Reading, I get an immediate true answer. I mean, I've tried to leave and come back. Mm -hmm. I, I do love it here, despite the heat. I love it here, despite the, mm. Okay, I'm gonna just, I love it here. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone, right there where it lies. I know exactly what you mean. That, <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I really believe that when we start with prayer, when we start with listening inward, that the way becomes clear. And not liking the answer doesn't make it any less right or any less true. Sometimes we don't like the answer we get, and yet it's still right. It's still a true answer. I'm familiar with that. Ah. Want to share? No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so even when the ego is pouting at not getting its way, that doesn't mean it isn't the right way sometimes. So being discerning about that. So, yeah. Well, I can say how many times have we not liked the answer, and yet further down the road it turns out that it was absolutely the best answer possible. Perfect. Yes. yes. That's happened with me a lot in my life. So wrapping up the story, what did Reverend Diana come to realize? That she had done it again. <laughs> forgotten to check in with spirit first. Forgotten to ask what God's highest idea for our community was. She made an assumption. You know about assumptions, right? <laughs> yeah. She made an assumption. She assumed that since she'd been praying about the building for three years and it became available, that it must be a God thing. And it was. It was spirit testing her to see how attached she would be to getting her way. <laughs> Have you outgrown your attachment to your own need to have it your way yet? Or, you know, you're going to fight and make it happen. I was happy, she was happy, to find that it was very easy to let it go. She realized that whether or not her precious building would eventually become Mystic Heart's gathering place, because we, we still don't know what the future brings, but now was not the time. And in her heart of hearts, she knows that the right and perfect place will make itself known with no struggling, no making it happen in God's perfect time. So for the moment, she is grateful and happy to have a comfortable space to house our community. She is grateful for the fellowship, the study, the prayer, the meditation, the sacred service, and the celebration that happened right here. So it is. <laughs> so when I entered ministerial school, my mentor and the dean of our program told me four things that have continued to guide me as I set on the path of ministry. 
First he said that if building a sacred community wasn't my very biggest love and passion, do something else. He said if it's not your number one, do something else because people will, will feel it. Next he said if there was anything else that I could do with my life and be happy, do that. This was my dean. Quite a salesman. Quite a salesman for that program. This was on my way in to the program during my interview. He said that my primary role as a pastor would be to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And I found that to be very, very true. And doing that graciously is what I work with every day. Not always successful at the gracious part, but I work on it. And the fourth thing he said was that leading a spiritual community would mean growing and evolving in public. That every mistake you make, every misstep, every misjudgment, every uh, leading everybody to go see the building when it's not really time. All of that is about my own spiritual growth, but when you are the leader of any kind of an organization, you do that growth in public. At least if you're authentic and transparent, which I am. So I just want to thank all of you and others who are again on the beach today <laughs> for your patience and understanding as I grow and evolve in public. So I want to have a little more conscious conversation. Where do we go from here as a spiritual community? What would you like to see happening? Is there anything that you're passionate about starting or taking over or leading or taking part in as part of a spiritual community. <coughs> and, and it's summer right now, so we've put a lot of our things, you know, on hold until September. For those who aren't aware of our normal sort of run of events, we offer <coughs> classes, spiritual growth classes. We have a book club that runs once a week most of the year. New book club. Yeah. <laughs> we have family events, barbecues and things that we do just on occasion as the need comes up. We have a camping trip at Sioux Meg on the coast planned, already scheduled for September. <coughs> we have a, a yearly retreat yeah, yeah, at Corum Ranch just beyond Shasta Dam. We, we have Sunday fellowship <coughs> after our our time together after our gatherings. We do food ministry. We cart the leftover food from the farmer's market every Saturday to the mission. So there's a lot of contribution from the farmers. We cart anywhere from 60 to 90 loaves of bread from, um, from, the, hearth. from the hearth, their bakery on Caterpillar, mm. to the mission every Thursday. It was going in the dumpster. We weren't liking to hear that. 
So we do a lot of things. We have a lot of gardeners in our community, people that love to garden, people that love to be outdoors. Lucinda. Weekly Bible study. Oh, we have a metaphysical Bible study that looks at the Bible through that metaphysical lens. So those are things we're already doing. Don't know if they'll all stay, depending on, you know, who shows up and who's interested. We have awesome teachers next door for our kids. She's there for the campouts, the retreats, and she's here on Sundays. They're, they're here on Sundays. But is there anything else that, that's rattling around in your mind that you would like to see this maybe community be a vessel? We already do kind of a lot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we are pretty active. Pretty active. So, okay, I'll share one thing about the near future, because I know something that's changing. On August 14th, I'll be sending out all kinds of emails, and it'll be on our website, and you have to help me get the word out to people. After trying a number of formats for our Sunday gatherings over the three years, we know what's preferred, what seems to work, and we know what definitely doesn't work. And so we're going to make a change, and this is a guided thing. I almost made this change at the beginning of the summer, and then I opted to just try this format alone. It's not working alone, because it's, yeah, it's just not working alone. So, <laughs> I just wrote here. Why didn't I make the change then? Because my brain got in the way. <laughs> That's why my brain got in the way. So here's what Sundays will look like. We're going to move our, our time, our gathering, to 9.30, which we almost did in June. We're going to move it back to 9.30. We're going to begin with a Teze meditation, which is 40 to 45 minutes long. It is, it is a meditative service. It, it begins with maybe a chant. It has some message, some music, maybe some poetry, some silence, some contemplation. So it's a period of just no ups and downs, no standing, no clapping, no singing, none of that stuff. No dancing. It's a sitting meditative experience. It's, it was very popular when we did it before. And nobody else in this area that I'm aware of does Teze. So we'll do that, and by 10.15, no later than 10.15, that will complete itself. And then we'll have until 10.30 for people who only want that experience to leave, for people who only want the conversational experience to arrive, and for people who would like the whole thing to do a bio break, get some coffee, and to stretch their legs and prepare. Then at 10.30, we'll have the conversational service minus any meditation or any of that. It's going to be upbeat, conversational, upbeat music. We're going to go to lots of live music again. We're getting to that point where we can do that. And we'll still be done between 11.15 and 11.30, and we'll have our food and fellowship like we always have next door. So that's going to start mid-August, and we're going to run that through the school year till May, and then we'll, as a community, talk about it, have a conversation to see how that's working, 
see where people are showing up. You know, how many are showing up here, how many are showing up there, how many are staying for the whole thing, and we'll have a better idea. The really cool thing about, again, being an independent community has been that we get to, you know, we make it up as we go along, and we do what serves the people who want to be here. So the other thing we have learned is that next summer we will be putting a lot of things on hold because people are just out, you know, out doing their thing outdoors. And I will be replacing some of those things with uh, like parenting classes, gardening workshops, things that people have asked me about. Um, so that's some of my where are we going. I'm looking forward to the change to see how, how it affects things. I'm looking forward to the end of summer because I know that um, you know, our community is larger and comes together in bigger numbers through the school year, part of the year. And we have a, a wide range of people uh, age-wise. So we have families and we have, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So I invite you to join me for just a moment of affirmative prayer. We're going to settle in to this knowing in preparation for Chris's meditation. Gently closing our eyes, if you feel comfortable doing that. Taking a couple of slow, deep breaths. And knowing the truth that our community is a living entity. It is constantly adapting changing and evolving. This community is taking its every breath, speaking and acting through its members and friends. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that each of us is served by opening to change. Surrendering to divine will, to the highest knowing that lives within us, and allowing ourselves to be moved as we open to the new, we're allowing it to lift us into our next yet to be. A few weeks ago, we explored truth, what it is, how to discern it, and we found that we have an intuitive knowing about the truth. Something within us resonates with it, and somehow we just know. That same intuition can be our inner guidance system as well. It is the wisdom of Divine Spirit informing us, guiding us, inspiring us. 
But how do we discern whether it is our intuition speaking or our intellect or our ego? I think it's different for each of us. Our intuition is the still small voice of God within, our inner teacher as the word implies. It is part of the unique expression of spirit that we are. We each develop our own way of recognizing this voice. And, like any other skill, intuition evolves with practice. Through visioning, meditation, and prayer, we can learn to listen with our heart, to open to a new way of knowing, an unfolding of wisdom from within us. We learn to recognize that voice by conversing with it often, and by having the courage to follow its guidance. When we live from our intuition, acting on its instructions, we move into a new dimension of faith. Trusting our inner wisdom over that of the world, we create a new, a new story. We dance to our own music. We find our authentic voice and speak with authority. We become who we are meant to be, our unique individualization of God. Think of a time when you followed your intuition. Remember the vulnerability you felt, the courage you had to find. What signs indicated that you were on the right track? Were you led to make course corrections along the way? How did it work out? Or recall an instance when you had a deep inner impulse that you didn't follow. What was it that prevented you? How did that work out? Moving into the sacred silence, let us ask for divine guidance. What is the best use of this divine gift that is my life.
music now to gently usher our attention back into this time and place. We give thanks for this time of communion with spirit within. Grateful for this growth in our ability to recognize the true voice of our intuition, we continue to evolve into greater and greater faith. Thank you, God, for everyone and everything. I invite you to know with me now that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. As Reverend Diana resumes her inspired and inspirational message, we listen with both our outer ear and our inner ear knowing that our inner guidance system is strong and wise and leads us to the most empowering place that we can go from here. I took my glasses off. Why did I do that? <laughs> I do look forward to being able to sort of contain all of the meditation in one space and then to be able to let myself kind of just go. I've been trying to dance between what these folks would like and the, you know, and trying to do it all in one service. It's going to be really nice to just be able to do one thing and then do the other. Fun. So each week we conclude, and we are at that point tonight, today. It's not tonight yet. Today. I'm okay. It will be tonight later. Now it's this morning. Yes. Yeah. But we conclude um, each week anchoring our knowing in prayer. And knowing our oneness with the divine as we know that we are one with the divine that gives us the spiritual authority to speak our word in full faith that our prayer is already being answered we believe in affirmative prayer and that that it is powerful so i'm really grateful to know that god is all that is spirit is all that is by whatever name you call it, that there is one life, one intelligence always at work, that there is nothing else. I'm so grateful to know that each of us is a perfect and intentional expression of that one intelligence, that one life, that one energy, that each of us is created in spirit's image and likeness as creative beings. I'm so blessed to know that change is the only constant. So I choose to flow easily with the changes in my life, both personally and here in community. I'm grateful that divine guidance is always, always available. And I remember 
to ask first. When anything in my life is feeling out of sorts, when I'm concerned or confused or conflicted, my immediate response is to go to God, to go within. But first, prayer. I allow humility and grace to guide my life every step of the way. And I know that goodness is always the outcome, no matter the appearance. So as each of us embodies our divinity and lives from that place, we are doing our part to create a love-soaked world. And each week together we envision a world in which we are called to a higher state of awareness and a higher state of action, individually and collectively. A world where every being discovers and lives from their authenticity and spiritual authority. We envision a world where personal responsibility joins with social conscience in every area of society. A world that is peaceful and joyful and abundant and free. Where all humans practice loving kindness and care for our planet with respect and intention. We envision a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood, creative contribution, and a sense of belonging and justice, a world in which every being is valued for its inherent goodness and light, where the peace that we cultivate within ourselves shows itself as an absence of hatred, as a world free of violence. We feel and know a world without greed where there is absolute abundance in simply having enough. Where every being as a precious creation of God is deserving of all the blessings that life has to offer. And that each one receives those blessings with humility and grace. With humanity you and I serving as the vessels through which these blessings flow. There is no reason that we cannot have such a world. We are divine beings, divine humans. And so we know that it is taking form, no matter the appearance, right here and right now, as we speak our powerful word as we consciously choose to place our faith in the goodness of our source and offer our heartfelt vision, the world has been changed. And I give thanks for its unfolding.
I'm so grateful for all who are here today in community. Grateful for all of our beloveds who are out enjoying their summer. So grateful for the many, many blessings of this and every day. Knowing the power of prayer, I release my word to the loving and lawful presence that I call God with complete faith in its immediate action. I let it go. I let God do what God does. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Amen. So if this next song moves your meditation to movement, feel free. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love. We don't know what's coming, but we can help shape what's ahead. Kindness as our currency, the commonwealth is in our hands. So give a little, give a little all, give a lot, don't stop. A helping hand makes the world go round, there's more than enough. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love, the power of love. I believe in the power of kindness. kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love. Look up now, people, but keep your ear to the ground. We are the river flowing, generosity abounds. So give a little, give a little all, give a lot, don't stop. Helping him makes the world go round. There's more than enough. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love. Power of love. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love. Honeybee. Serve sweetness only to help the world bloom. Bringing love to the flower, from the flower to the fruit, we can learn a thing or two. So give a little, give a little all, give a lot, don't stop. A helping hand makes the world go round. There's more than enough. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness. I believe in the power of love, power of love. Ooh, I believe in the power of kindness, kindness. Ooh, I believe in the power of love. We don't know what's coming, we can help shape what's ahead. Kindness as our currency, the commonwealth is in our hands. So give a little. Give a little all, give a lot, don't stop. A helping hand makes the world go round. There's more than enough.
lower in that slot, but it just struck me. <laughs> See what I mean about being able to separate the two? <laughs> so we take time every week to allow um, for you to share of any financial gift that you would wish to share with the work that we do in our community. Um, we also have a gracious giving program. We can always give you more information about that if you're interested. It's a monthly commitment of support that helps us to, with our budgeting and such. So as we move into the time of giving, um, we have an affirmation. And we ask you to hold these words close to your heart and know that they're, they're more than just words that we repeat each week. They are truly an affirmative prayer. So if you'd like to join me. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. So this video, as we do that today, a short video, is from 1975, okay, for some of us in the room. Last week we did Jason Mraz, okay. This week we're doing Three Dog Night. So enjoy <laughs> from 1975. Clap your hands, it's all right. Wash away my trouble, wash away my pain, wear the rain and shine my love. Wash away my sorrow, wash away my shame, wear the rain and shine my love. I will move.
That's awesome. <laughs> Taking in the joy. That was fun. And just knowing that our gifts coming forth are given freely in love. Knowing that they contribute and circulate in our spiritual community and then go out into the world. Knowing that whatever goes out also comes back to us tenfold. So in celebration of this knowing, I simply release knowing it is already so. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. So um, now I invite you to stand for our closing songs. So I'm going to have um, next door, if anyone's interested in signing up to help with the food ministry, I have forms finally done. And so if you're interested in a Farmer's Market Saturday produce pickup to help us with that, there's a sheet for that. And if you're interested in Thursday's bread transportation, there's a sheet for that. And I will always help you figure out what all that's about. But if you're interested in helping us to feed our community, I have some sign-ups for you. Can we change the name of our band to Two Cat Day? <laughs> Two Cat Day? <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Three Dog Night? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's a reach. Some of the jokes are just for me. <laughs> just for you. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. Be sure to stick around. We have really good food next door for lunch. All together, hand in hand, see the light we take a stand and Thank you.
God bless you and have a beautiful Sunday. Stay cool, drink plenty of water. <laughs>